0: This is the Political Monitor podcast, brought to you by the Concord Monitor. In today's show, the Trump versus Clinton battle royale, Bill and Hillary campaign in the state, Donald parachutes into Vermont, and we pick up the pieces. My name's Clay Wirestone. I'm a writer and editor here at The Monitor, and I am joined today by our managing editor, Jonathan Van Fleet. Hi, John. Hello, Clay. Happy New Year to you.
1: Why, thank you. It's our first podcast of 2016. That's
0: true. And we're also delighted to welcome today for his first appearance on this version of the podcast, Monitor News columnist Ray Duckler. Hi, Ray.
2: Hi, Clay.
1: <laughs> it's okay. You can take your head out of your hands, Ray. It's all right. It's fine. Happy New Year. <laughs> Ray was, uh, was contributing
0: to our political coverage this week uh, by going to see the crowd and the speech by former President Bill Clinton. In Nashua on Monday,
2: that's right, Clay. So,
0: so, so, tell us a little bit about that. What was what was the scene like?
2: Well, it was packed the at the Nashua Community College gym. It was uh, it was a full house and a lot of media, more than I expected. I guess this was Bill's uh, first solo New Hampshire appearance, campaigning for his wife. And it came about a week after Donald Trump's controversial comments about Bill and his sexist ways. So it drew a lot of national media and, uh, but a supportive crowd certainly. Everybody there was pro Hillary.
0: Mm-hmm. And kind of your, I mean your your job going into this was you weren't actually um, necessarily covering the speech proper. You were kind of seeing what the temperature of the crowd was like.
2: Yes, I used the, uh, the Duckler thermometer, and um, the crowd was very, I did not cover his speech per se, which was all about Hillary's qualifications as president. I wrote about the crowd, uh, the temperature of the crowd, the pulse of the crowd in terms of um, whether Bill's behavior in the 90s. Was, uh, should be a factor in uh, Hillary's run for the president and whether it was even fair game to, to mention that, as Donald Trump had done. And, and,
0: uh, uh, and what did people think? Did they well, think it was fair game? Well,
2: shockingly, the pro-Hillary crowd did not think it was fair game. They thought it was off limits. Personal life should not be discussed. And they said, but if you wanted to bring that up, it had nothing to do with Hillary's ability." To lead the country, so uh, no negative, no negative comments towards Bill or Hillary at all from the twelve or so people I spoke to.
0: Now, John, um, you know Bill Clinton is traditionally, you know, certainly back in two thousand and eight, he was seen as a real asset for Hillary Clinton. You know, popular former president, um, you know, elected twice to the office himself. Um, has kind of Trump raising, you know, his his past sexual indiscretions. Does that make Bill Clinton less of a positive for Hillary now, or do, or do you think it's you know it's going to be there no matter what? So why not have him campaign?
1: No, I I think taking the uh, the political correctness out of this, uh, I do think there is a element of of thought about that very question in the back of people's minds. You know, they think, well, is is Bill helping or hurting? I wonder, you know. So I think by Trump calling Bill Clinton out, it, it lessens his effectiveness. However, for staunch Hillary supporters, I don't think what Trump says matters one iota. But I think to some people, I mean, because there's still a great many people for whom Trump is their man... Um, that actually he's able to sway a portion of the country that, that starts to think about this, or rather starts to speak about it openly, whereas once they wouldn't. Right. I mean, I think it's
0: one of, those, one of those issues where everyone talked about it and covered it in the 90s, but that was a pre-internet kind of pre, not exactly pre-internet, but pre-mass internet, pre-social media age, And there was kind of a consensus reached about Clinton after Bill Clinton, after a certain point, certainly after he was impeached. And then, you know, he wasn't convicted during his impeachment trial when everyone just kind of decided, certainly the the Washington press did, well, that's over, you know. And of course, the thing is, you know, in in this day and age, nothing is ever truly over Mm -hmm. if, if people continue to participate in public life. Um,
2: Can I just uh, add one thing, Clay? Sure. Ah. Um, The beauty here is the beauty of Donald Trump is is revealed here for all to see. And what I mean by that is he is bringing this up because Hillary is standing on a platform of, you know, power for women and women not being viewed as objects and anti-sexism. So she's... Um Using that as part of her um allure, and lo and behold, the first uh gentleman, so to speak, potentially could be someone who really runs counter to that at least in perception so trump I think was a genius for bringing it up well, raises an interesting question, doesn't it? Yes, and I think it was raised because he warned Hillary, i think don 't go there, don't mm. go there, and she went there and he was like. Okay, and uh, I thought it was really smart of him to do.
0: I mean, it's part of the whole, you know, the Democratic storyline, or certainly from the last election on, you know, has been the Republican quote-unquote war on women, um, which has, you know, obviously made a lot of people in the GOP very irritated, raised their hackles. It's difficult to find a counter-argument to that when, you know, the policy of the party is obviously that it's, you know, it's not pro-choice. It's, you know, there, there are a lot of actual policy differences between, between the parties. Um, so, you know, having someone like, like Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton coming in there, I mean, that is a, it is an opportunity. And um, the question, I think, I mean, I actually think this was something that was going to come up in this election, no matter what, if mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton was going to be the nominee. The mm-hmm. question was, I mean, even if Donald Trump was
1: never going to run, someone was going to start talking about this. <clears throat> and so I guess the, the question but, then becomes, is it less effective a bullet against Hillary because it came from Donald Trump, who has waged war against Rosie O'Donnell, has been criticized for his his comments after the debate of Fox reporter Megan? Kelly, Kelly, there you go, and, and has been married three times himself. Yes. Ah, is that relevant? That
2: compared uh, to what Bill did?
1: Uh, well, I
0: mean, some people would would suggest so. Oh. I mean, some people.
2: Some people <laughs> might. Some people might say, "Well, one is sexual abuse, harassment, and one is." But divorce. but
0: you know, there were also um, you know back when Trump was starting his campaign, there have been reports in a book uh, about his marriage to Ivana Trump. <laughs> In which she suggested that he had sexually mistreated her. That's true. Clinton. In some ways, and now, now she subsequently came out and said that you know what she'd said in the book was you know was untrue. That you know that, that Donald Trump was was a great guy. But I mean, the, the point is, is that no one has clean hands here, so, so to speak. Um, now now does now John was it you you were asking? I washed my hands before I came.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You were saying, what does it make it more or less effective? Yeah. Uh so if if many people are are if Trump is losing credibility and then he is the one who launches the attack, you could say that it it could have been more effective if it came from someone else, but because it came from Trump, people just dis- dismiss it as another another Trump being Trump. Uh you know, he's being outlandish and boisterous and it's easy to dismiss. But on the same token,
0: I mean, we are talking about it here and Um, I I think that as ridiculous a figure as Donald Trump may sometimes appear, he also has by far more media coverage than about any other Republican candidate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if Rick Santorum brought this up, heck, maybe Rick Santorum already has brought this up and no no one else, you know, no one noticed. I think it's Jim Gilmore's entire (laughs) platform. (laughs) That's right. I mean, who, who knows? Um... I think Jim Gilmore's entire platform is that he was governor of Virginia and he should be taken seriously. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, um, uh, Ray, any, anything else that you got? I mean, we've, we've talked about kind of the the Trump v. Clinton aspect of this. But, you know, Bill Clinton, obviously a kind of a New Hampshire favorite. I mean, it was his finish here in 1992. I mean, he didn't win, but he came in a strong second to Paul Songhas back then, you know, that that is credited with kind of, you know, he gave him the title Comeback Kid and he kinda of rode that to the nomination. You know, he and Hillary always have you know talked about their fond memories of New Hampshire and all mm-hmm. of that, their connection to the Granite State. You think you that was still in evidence um when you when you were at the event?
2: Yes. Yeah. I think that um there was there was I expected maybe there to be a heckler because there had been uh uh The day before, maybe there had been a Sunday. Hillary,
1: Hillary was in Derry and Concord, and there was a a a state rep, Lillian Prudhomme O'Brien, heckled her, if you want to call it that,
2: challenged her, challenged her in Derry way to put it, and Hillary did not uh, appreciate it. But I thought there would be some kind of uh, protest or somebody who was negative in the audience. It was 100 percent. It was a 100 percent love fest, and uh, and and the. I was surprised about that, and the media coverage. I was also surprised about. As I said before, there was the the media area was packed, and it was nationally represented. And um, you know, for what that's worth, how that affects the campaign, I don't know. But this was this was a gigantic event. Mm -hmm. Media was.
0: So, John, kind of taking a you know a step back now, and and looking at the the field as a whole now. As We're you know at this point. We're just a little over four weeks away from the actual primary. That's right four February February 9th, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so how does how does the field look to you at this point? I mean, and does it? You know, now that everyone everyone's kind of returned to the state with a vengeance at this point, people mm-hmm. are are hitting lots the road of, hard. Lots of
1: people here this week. Yeah. Um,
0: how how is it? You know how are how are things um, shaping up? How Are they taking shape now?
1: On either side, Republicans and Democrats. Whichever side you want. Okay, so uh, I'm not sure I have any totally unique insights, mm-hmm. but. Um, if you're looking for predictions, uh, maybe I have a couple. But um, I think I think it's been very clearly laid out that the Democratic side in New Hampshire is competitive and that Bernie could beat Hillary here. He's led in the polls. However, um, we've talked about it. Young people who are Bernie's base, if they don't show up to vote, then Hillary takes New Hampshire. If Hillary takes New Hampshire, then she's off to the races. She's off to the races anyway. So mm-hmm. she's going to win the Democratic nomination. The real question is, like, does she win New Hampshire? Do do we, do New Hampshire folks give it to Bernie? And then we could easily be dismissed because, of course, he's our, our senator, the senator from ours in Vermont. So... But th- does that really make a difference? You know, I, I no, I, I, don't, I don't mean to, I don't mean to take this off on a tangent. No, here. it's okay. But that's how, that's how it could be spun. I mean, people, oh well, you know, look, they went for people, Romney, and of course, they're going to go yeah, for. Hampshire does
2: like to be different.
0: I mean, people have spun this a lot though, and I've heard this. It's become part of the conventional wisdom. It's like Bernie Sanders from nearby Vermont. But you know, I have to say, my impression is, is as a resident of New Hampshire for for a few years now. I don't think New Hampshire thinks about Vermont very
1: much. It's true. (laughs) It would be like saying, you know, we all voted for, you know, LePage. Governor LePage from Maine runs for president. And everyone goes, oh, well, we all vote for LePage because he's from Maine. I don't think it works that way. I don't
2: even know where Vermont is. uh, (laughs) Speaking of Vermont, guess who's in
1: Burlington tonight? Donald Trump goes to Bernie Sanders. Wow. Former mayor of Burlington. You know this? No, I did not I know, know this. Tonight, we've, we're sending Ella Nielsen oh. and uh, Elodie Reed. Uh-huh. Uh, she is acting as photographer uh, for Ella. Donald Trump, has, uh, he's going to be at a hall in Burlington that seats 1,400 people, and they gave out 20,000 tickets to the event. No,
2: they,
1: they did, yes. Wow.
2: That's a fact?
1: That's a fact, Jack. So what's going to happen? Yeah, Just like no, riots no. on the streets of Burlington? I don't to,
2: think that fits the math. To, to, to no, to the Donald Burlington said.
1: police are losing their minds over this. Are you this. serious? Yes, 20, I I am serious.
2: How, what are they going to do with 18,000 leftovers?
1: Well, doesn't it create an interesting spectacle? Course, Is a there a riot. place? Is there a place? On the face of the planet, well, I guess in the United States of America, that Donald Trump could go to today, this very day, and get more attention than going to Burlington, Vermont, the hometown of Bernie Sanders. Not the hometown, but... Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That's it, really interesting. Isn't it really interesting? It is interesting? What a What a skillful...
2: Well, like I said before about bringing up uh, Bill, he, he, there are some, some geniuses. In no, that, I assume too. there's... Like, what is he doing he going there? Of course it.
1: that's not his base. Of course, you know, but he, he's doing it, and he's going to get gobs of attention for it. Right. Well, and of course the question... Oh, go, go ahead. No, I
2: was saying right. I think that the... Some, I saw, and there's a New Hampshire man helping to pull the strings. Isn't mm, that right? That's Right. Corey Lewandowski, who I wrote about, and you can read in the Monitor Lewandowski, uh, <laughs> Well, we,
0: and, yeah, I've seen a lot of coverage. The you know it's interesting because back when you were writing about him, he was he was not uh, that eager to be quoted very often at all, in, in, in but... coverage of of Trump. But I've seen him and his name pop up in reporting a lot more frequently in the last you know the last month or so. So mm-hmm. I feel. Especially though, because we're getting to the point now where the Trump campaign has to be asked, you know, are you guys really serious? Are you actually do you actually have a plan to win these states, or just you know stage these mega rallies? Because you know that's always the question. You know, okay, you can get twenty thousand people to mob Burlington, Vermont, but does that win you the nomination?
2: Well, it gets uh, podcast talking about well, exactly.
0: Exactly and, uh, right.
2: The New York Times, I'm sure, will be there, as will Fox News and CNN. That's amazing. 20,000 people that gave that access to? Mm hmm. Why? Because if,
1: think about it, if, if 1,400 get in, that means. You got eighteen eighteen thousand hanging out on the street, and there's supposed to be a big a, 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 like a peace rally outside and so like if you get a couple hundred peace activists and you've got eighteen thousand trump supporters It'll trying to get slogan. inside
2: well, the police I'm sure don't appreciate that, that no it sounds like um a, a chaos. Ella told
1: me yesterday and uh, she said that the police oh the police said something to the effect of this is a if this was a fish concert, we'd shut it down. <laughs>
2: i would (laughs) want to go to that
0: um so look turning to the to the other republicans though for a second yes as interesting as as donald trump is i get the yeah (laughs) i certainly get the impression though that that part of what we're seeing here in new hampshire now is really a scramble for second you know and you're seeing it between i think you know the the top tier second place potential finishers you've got Um, You know, you've got Jeb, you've got Chris Christie, and you've got Marco Rubio. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think John Kasich would like to be in that group, but I think... Well, even Ted
1: Cruz is coming here next week.
0: That's interesting, because he's one of the candidates that we really have not seen almost at all. Correct?
2: Well, Christie's uh, campaign style, rolling up your sleeves and all that stuff, he's doing doing well He's moving up because he's getting in there face-to-face. I think and he's good at it yeah commanding presence
0: um well and and i was I was talking yesterday i I appeared briefly on a uh actually i guess it was the day before yesterday on Tuesday, on a serious xm uh yes channel yes the real chickened out of. yes uh, yeah. the real clear politics uh show <laughs> they were they were they were asking about you know who was positioned well to be the anti trump and I was talking about chris Christie because you know he's the one of those Republicans who has stuck to that traditional New Hampshire playbook, done as many small events and shaking hands and, you know, getting to know people, doing as much of that as possible. And, you know, he's the one who it actually seems to be paying off for. You know, he.
2: What's the latest numbers for him in the polls? I, I actually forgot about that, but I know that he's been doing well lately. Well, he he, he experienced a, a significant
1: uptick since the union leader endorsed, endorsed him. And yes. so... You know, I, I think—I uh, yeah, promised a little bit of a prediction, but I think he is—he's going to win second place in New Hampshire. Well, I think it's Christie, and I, because I do not think the power of newspaper endorsements are dead. I think they still carry some weight, and I think that lifted him up and gets people talking about him. And Trump also helped by, by drawing attention to the editorial— so I think that has a backfire effect that more people who can't swallow voting for Trump are gonna are gonna cast votes for Christie.
0: Well, right now, according to the real clear politics polling average of the state, but the problem is is that you know New Hampshire, even though we certainly have polls, there are not a huge number of them yet. But it still has the average has Trump in first, Rubio in second, and then Christie and Cruz essentially tied for third. Cruz at 11.5, Christie at 11.3. And then Kasich back at 10. So, I mean, that's... And then Bush behind even Kasich. So, um, so really, I mean, all Christie has to do is add, you know, essentially... Because Rubio is in second place with 13.8%. You know, Christie would just have to add, you know, three percentage points
1: to his total and he'd, he'd finish in second. Well, with the margin error of that polling, he may already be there. That's, right. the, that's the other thing. Right. So, I mean, I, I just but
0: in just in talking about the shape of the race i think that that christy the Christie element is is one that and and i think that there's a lot of just people in the state who respond well to being campaigned to like that mm-hmm.
2: definitely that is a, that is a factor and i think also what we um new hampshire prides itself on just not going with the flow mm-hmm. you've seen that right song is right mm-hmm. um who else uh well, McCain is the McCain classic is the, the classic classroom. example, yeah. Right. McCain winning the primary. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a surprise in store for us next month.
0: I think so too. I mean and I think that's you know, I think that's why you have to look at someone like Christie. And I right. think that's why as close, you know, as you know, I think Bernie Sanders still really has a shot. Here, I mean, he's led in a lot of polls, but certainly the Clintons feel like it's winnable here, or else they wouldn't be trotting out Bill for all these appearances.
2: Now, who won in 08? It was Hillary. There you go. I will put uh, the prediction right here on the table, Clay. Hillary's going to win next month. Not, really? Not Bernie. Yeah. yeah. Really? No question
0: about it. To, to you, so, John, that John, that, that sounds you're... like fighting words to, to me. No, right? I,
1: I don't find that shocking at all. As, as you know... I have—I feel that, you know, the, the votes aren't even really what this is about. It's about the delegates, and Hillary is a, a lock for the nomination. It right, right, doesn't right. matter what people in New Hampshire vote in the primary on the Democratic side. The nomination has already been given.
0: Right. I mean, I think the challenge for Hillary Clinton, though, is, you know, you know, if we she has a 99.9% chance of getting the overall not, nomination— probably an at least an even if not better chance of winning New Hampshire the question is you have a, a big chunk of democratic voters who do support bernie sanders who support that more liberal candidate you know she wins it how does she how does she make sure that she gets those people to turn out to you know to turn up for the polls because you know this that's what elections have become in this country essentially they've become a question of turnout mm-hmm which is why the GOP does so well in the off-year elections like 2010 and 2014 that favor older voters, you know, uh, people who are, you know, who, who just basically show up to, to vote every time no matter what, whereas the Democrats do better in, you know, 2008, uh, 2012, when there are these big mass turnout, turnout elections.
2: Well, in the general election, if, if, it, if it ends up being Trump, it would, could be the fear Fear of the Trump presidency that brings the Democratic voters out.
0: I, I I think if if you have Donald Trump as the Republican nominee, there's going to be a, a lot of things happening at that point.
2: And just think of how entertaining the debates will be.
0: I, one one hesitates to speculate about that.
2: Buckle your seatbelt, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, well, because if you actually though you were talking John about the the like the delegates and the endorsements and stuff, mm-hmm. if you. You know, 538.com, which, you know, Nate Silver's um, website at this point, it's not even really a blog, uh, has something that they call, like, the endorsement primary. Mm -hmm. And that's basically the, you know, it it basically tracks how the establishment of each party um, is in, you know, which candidates they're endorsing, you know. So who are the Democratic, you know, like, state legislators and mayors and stuff, who are they endorsing? Who are the Republican, you know, mayors and legislators endorsing? And you know who is winning the Republican endorsement primary still at this point?
2: Jeb Jeb Bush.
0: Jeb Bush. And I think that's, to me, that's going to be one of the most interesting stories over these next, you know, four or five weeks. And then even past New Hampshire is, you know, what happens to all of these Republican bigwigs if they end up feeling like Jeb can't win? Who do they end up sending their support to at that point?
2: I think that it's very easy before any of the election process begins to to show support for a fringe or a non-mainstream candidate. But when it comes down to getting into the booth there, I think that the mainstream snaps back into place a lot of times just out of fear of the unknown or getting just shaking things up too much where you have possibly Trump sitting down and drinking vodka with Putin or something like that.
0: A vodka drinking contest. Right. Who would win?
2: Who would win and keep those red buttons
0: Although, away. actually, if you, if, you, if you read Donald, Trump, doc, Donald Trump's doctor's note, uh, he apparently does not drink and has never drunk
2: alcohol. Never?
0: So, never. Or that's, I mean, that's, that's the word. Actually, the New York Times did an, in an interesting piece about Trump's brother. Right. It was great. Who apparently had struggled with alcoholism.
2: And yes, so. and died in his uh, 40s. Mm-hmm. Actually. so
0: yeah so here's the the endorsement endorsement primary which was last uh, updated on December 28th from 538.com and I they allocate points in some way that I'm not entirely sure of but they have Jeb Bush in the lead with 46 points then Marco Rubio behind him with 37 and then Chris Christie with 26 so those are their top three so
2: Trump's not even in the, in the no no of the no field.
0: he's not and then on the Democratic side Hillary Clinton has four hundred and fifty five points and Bernie Sanders has two.
2: Ah. That's a nice win. So
0: week. that's so that's kind of undergirding what you're saying,
1: John. Ray, it's not a contest. Here you have an election, the primary side, the votes don't count.
0: Well and, but does the but, Why are we why are we here? Yeah. John? But
1: but does that mean that all the
0: independent what are we voters doing here? I've worked Does that mean that all the independent voters then go and take a Republican ballot? and and uh you know change that race in
1: unpredictable ways well there's some folks are saying a lot of Democrats are gonna are gonna take republican ballots that's what i for mean trump. yeah so sure it's it's possible
0: the uh, the elusive trump slash sanders voter it will
1: <laughs> it will be a, a
0: election of mischief uh and um Misogyny? I don't know. Hey, hey a, yeah. Um, so, uh, okay. Well, I think we're um, possibly reaching the end of the natural life of this particular podcast.
1: No, I, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to bring up the legislature's back in session. Yes, and we once again. What does that mean, Clay? It means we have legislators behaving badly again. That's right. Um, there, we have talked about the "free the nipple" movement in New Hampshire. Uh, what's going on? strong this past summer uh, several women in new hampshire that are um going topless to desexualize the female body and and they have uh been charged they went to the seacoast and then they went to the lakes region and they were arrested in guilford um for going topless and so they they're, they're they're basically protest that the female body shouldn't be criminalized and that they should be able to do whatever they want. And by going topless, are actually desexualizing this and destigmatizing all of this uh this male-dominated society. So legislature, uh a a male legislator then puts in a, a bill to make it illegal, expressly illegal, in, uh, including going topless in the uh lewdness statute statute mm-hmm. and uh there was a f- uh, for women fame, for women and uh so a 30 year old female democrat said uh, that's you know that's that's a failed piece of legislation that's a failed bill and so the legislature then opens the session tomorrow and sean jasper says listen folks let's have a little more respect for one another Let's, uh, let's have some more decorum in this chamber. We represent not just this body, but the people of New Hampshire. And so, please, let's keep it civil. To which he was then accused of trying to uh, hamper their free speech rights. He also tried to remove the topless, the anti-topless ordinance uh, from, the, from the agenda, basically take it off.
2: No pun intended. No pun
1: intended. And uh it it he did not he was not successful. So it will remain, it will be debated, it'll come up for uh go through committee and be debated like uh any other bill this session. So this the legislature is back in town and things are already cooking. Uh John, thank you for coming in. Oh, thank you, Clay. And Ray, thank you.
2: My pleasure, Clay. (laughs) And we
1: can all put our shirts back on.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast series through iTunes or Stitcher. And for all the latest coverage, visit politics.concordmonitor.com. We'll see you next week.